Blog Talk Radio. Do you watch Fox News all day? Are you dizzy from conservative spin? Are you a birther or teabagger? You might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia. If so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of barachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to LiberalDan.com. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. You can also join us in the chat room on Blog Talk Radio page and blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. You could also join us after the live broadcast if you're listening to the downloaded podcast on the show thread over at liberaldan.com. Have a lot of information to go over today. Um, so, but I always want to start each show off with this week's headlines. After food safety issues were seen at their restaurants, Chipotle has decided to delay opening on February 8th to have employee meetings on food safety. So I recommend not eating there until at least February 8th. Bill Maher has asked the president to be on his show real time. Uh, considering Obama has done shows such as Between Two Firms. While I did sign the petition because I would like to see it, I have to wonder if Obama would bother when Bill Maher keeps repeating the Ted Cruz line of Obama not saying those three words uh, that supposedly by saying them will make terrorism all better. Fox is bringing back the show 24 with a new main character and not Jack Bauer. Hopefully, the actor who plays the new main character will be able to scream damn it really well. The year of death continues with more celebrities kicking the bucket. Personally, I think cancer took it personally that President Obama sent Joe Biden after it during the State of the Union address. Watch out, Donald Trump. You are 69 years old as well. Finally, Planned Parenthood is going to be suing the organization that made those manufactured videos trying to show it selling fetus parts. No snarky comment here, just happy they're doing it, and I wish them all the, all the success in the world. And that was this week's headlines. Now, uh, lots of stuff to talk about on the show today. Uh, most of the show is going to be about election 2016 coverage. And, you know, but there's, you know, some other news that's, I guess, going on in the world. Uh, in our bat neck of the woods, uh, I talked about this one a while back. There was a, a tangible, no, it was a terrible pair, Destrahan. Destrahan School, lots of little towns and areas to remember in Louisiana. So Destrahan High School that had, um, it had a little problem with two teachers uh, taking a student uh, back home to their, one of their apartments back in, in another part of the city or, or the area and having sex with them or raping him. Uh, and they got in trouble. And apparently this high school had it happen again. Another teacher uh, was caught having illegal sexual relations with a student. Of course, I was expecting the typical issues that happen or typical things that happen when you're, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, when you hear about teachers, female teachers having sex with students. Uh, in this case, though, it was a female teacher having sex with a female student. Uh, and so that probably would change some of the opinions of some of the people who would typically be like, oh, yeah, all right, because those a lot of, oh, yeah, all right, way to go, boy, type thing, type people would probably be opposed to 
their daughters being uh, lesbian or having lesbian sex acts, regardless of consent. Um, so I doubt that they would want a woman um, molesting their girl as well. Um, for some reason, though, women molesting boys are okay in the eyes of uh, some people, which is frankly disturbing, uh, to say the very least. This is not to say that as a kid that I would not have enjoyed it. I probably would. I'm sure I would have. I'm sure I want, would have been happy to disappoint her. But that's not the point. The point is, is that the onus on saying no to sex uh, rests on people who are able to consent. And if you are unable to consent to a sex act, you, you have no responsibility in saying no or consenting because you can't. You can't do it. Legally, it's impossible. So the responsibility rests on the people uh, who are adults and who are supposed to know better. And in this case, we have, it, seems, it seems that we have another example of a teacher who, while probably knowing better, didn't care. And as such, such, as such, such flagrant disregard of the law, for me, makes me hope that the person has the book thrown at her. So that's my, my thoughts on that. Um, let's go ahead and just uh, I'll go ahead and go into my first commercial break early, uh, taking your calls as well. Area code 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. You can also join us in the chat room and leave your questions there. Uh, This is Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica RW, and on a mess. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. ROJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Um, you can also join us in the chat room as well. Um, and I do have a words of redneck wisdom for this week, and typically we go to that coming right out of the break. So without further ado... And now, this week's Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Are you ready to make America great again? We all have a part in this. We all have a responsibility. Looking around at all of you, you hard-working Iowa families, you farm families, and teachers, and teamsters, and cops, and cooks, you rock and rollers, and holy rollers! When we're talking about a nation without borders, when we're talking about uh, bankruptcies in our federal government, debt that our children and our grandchildren, they'll never be able to pay off. When we're talking about no more Reagan-esque power uh, that, that comes from strength, power through strength, well, then, we're talking about our very existence. So, no, we're not going to chill. 
In fact, it's time to drill, baby, drill. You have just heard more words of redneck wisdom brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Oh, you betcha. Sarah Palin is back, don't you know? And she's already talking about drill, baby, drill, of course. It actually wasn't in reference to oil in that quote. It was in reference to drill down and do some other stuff. Uh, but, yeah, Sarah Palin is, is getting involved in the 2016 election because her involvement in 28 works so well. Um, I do like to say that I my blog probably had one of the earliest predictions that Governor Sarah Palin uh, was going to be the vice presidential nominee in, 20, in 2008. Uh, my old blog, the LJ4A, blog.lj4a.com, uh, that blog had somebody responding to a conversation, and that person uh, actually stated that he believed that Sarah Palin was going to be the choice uh, for as, as the vice presidential nominee. And I was, when I was going through the log <coughs> of that website back then, I was in utter shock that somebody would have actually made this guess and, and guessed it correctly. Um, perhaps there was some inside information there that uh, they were had access to, but it, it's just you know absolutely bizarre that not only would Palin come out and endorse, you know, I, I, I they're both blowhards. I mean, peas in a pod probably suggests that Trump is a little smarter uh, than Palin, but uh, much more uh, more eloquent on certain things. It's, Trump is probably more eloquent than he allows himself to be. He could probably speak, you know, very eloquently at a formal dinner. Um, Of course, on the campaign trail, he doesn't have to be because his people that are supporting him don't want to hear that. And they probably do absolutely want to hear Sarah Palin talking about all her folksy stuff uh, down in Wasilla, Alaska. And speaking of stuff going down in Wasilla, Alaska, um, while Sarah Palin was out endorsing Trump, uh, it is alleged that her son uh, assaulted his wife and that uh, the police had to come. And then he also threatened to kill himself after the fact. So who does Sarah Palin blame for such actions. When I talk about a commander in chief who will never leave our men and our women behind, let me get a little bit personal on this. Um, I'm talking about not leaving our wounded warriors behind also. Our wounded warriors who come home from the battlefield bringing new battles with them. Our wounded warriors sometimes in body and in mind, coming back different than when they left for the war zone. I can talk personally about this. I guess it's kind of the elephant in the room because my own family going through what we're going through today with my son, a combat vet, having served in a striker brigade, fighting for you all, America, in the war zone. like so many others, they come back a bit different. They come back hardened. They come back wondering if there is that respect for what it is that their fellow soldiers and airmen and every other member of the military so sacrificially have given to this country. And that starts from that the top. It's a shame that our military personnel even have to wonder if they have to question if they're respected anymore. It starts from the top. The question, though, that comes from our own president, where they have to look at him and wonder, do you know what we go through? Do you know what we're trying to do to secure America and to secure the freedoms that have been bequeathed us? So when my own son is going through what he goes through coming back, I can certainly relate with other families who kind of feel these ramifications of some PTSD and some some of the woundedness that our soldiers do return with, and it makes me realize more than ever, it is now or never for the sake of America's finest that we have that commander-in-chief who will respect them and honor them. 
you know, at least you didn't endorse Cruz. <laughs> because respecting and honoring the troops does not include being a crazy-ass warmonger who wants to, you know, go check to see if the people over there will glow in the dark after you turn the sand in the glass. You know, we used to have Republicans like Eisenhower. There's a meme going around about this that said, look, you know, we basically had Eisenhower, you know, saying, look, we don't want to go to war. You know, going to war is not something I want to do. Cruz is like, woo, let's go send our troops over there and, and nuke them. Well, I mean, I guess you don't need to send a troop over there if you're going to nuke. But still, the idea they're, they're so just wanting to go invade and go attack things. And it's probably overcompensation for something. I'll let you decide as to what they're overcompensating for. Um, but Palin, you know, first of all, she made a comment, I think, in the endorsements where she she wants – you know, Trump to be commander in chief because Trump, <coughs> like Obama, would have go have us go over there and kick ISIS's ass. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but President Obama has ordered strikes on ISIS already and has already been doing what he can to kick their ass. And during the State of the Union address, Obama called on Congress to make to to make a war declaration to allow military action against the Islamic State. Congress has yet to act, and this Republican Congress won't act. Why? Because they will never support anything Barack Obama does. Never. They're going to fight him tooth and nail for everything. So if Sarah Palin wants to blame somebody for failing to act with ISIS, all she has to do is look within her own party. And she can blame them. But the most disturbing thing about this video, about this audio, about her her statements that she's making about, uh, you know, what's going on in her life, is that she is trying to blame Obama for her son's mental health issues after serving our country. <coughs> now. Again, President Obama is the one who tries to get things done, but yet the Republicans won't do it. The Republicans would rather vote to give the military $500 million in tanks they don't want, to give them an airplane that they don't need, because they want to award or reward their campaign contributors who are part of the military-industrial complex, that's who they want to defend. Not the soldiers, but the contractors, the millionaires building the tools of war. That is who the Republicans are watching out for, not Sarah Palin's son. If I was Sarah Palin, I'd put my money on President Obama working to defend your son more than the Republican Party, but that doesn't fit her narrative. That doesn't fit the fact that she wants to be relevant again in politics, and as such, she's going to hitch a line onto uh, Donald Trump and hope that he's the one that she can ride into the sunset with uh, to continue to make um, maybe she maybe she's hoping for uh, a cabinet position or maybe even. Supposedly, there was a comment on some webpage that um, Trump told the New York Times that he would pick her. I doubt that he would pick a vice presidential candidate this early in the game. That's just silly. So I have to put much skepticism on that claim or on that on that link that I saw on somebody's page. So I'm, I'm a little skeptical about that. But one other thing that I have to question or that I'm wondering about is it's this Republican Party is often one that will discuss personal responsibility, personal responsibility. They will talk to their blue in the face. They don't want people on welfare or on food stamps. They want people to take responsibility for their actions. They don't 
They believe that a woman getting abortion is not an example of a woman taking responsibility for her actions, even though it kind of is, but whatever. The, these, they, they will preach all day long about the so-called personal responsibility. And then what? Now one of their sons does something wrong, allegedly, and Obama's to blame? Because he's supposed, even if he was responsible for failing to look after our troops, which he's not, but even if he was, that it still goes against what they preach. Because in order to be a, a Republican, you should be making these so-called personal responsibility claims. You need to be able to say, you know, that in all cases. Of course, they don't because they're oftentimes hypocrites. They're often hypocritical, and and I just, it just, it doesn't surprise me that they do it. It surprised me the number of people who still take them seriously. I mean, it's all childish. I was sitting there, and I watched most of the Democratic debate. At the end of it, and then I watched again a little bit more. I I think I combined my two watchings. I got most of it. And there's a point that I'm going to talk about that after the break. But I was left with the this this feeling that when you watch the Democratic debate happening, now, outside of these debates, there's some childishness going on, and we'll, we'll get there, but inside these debates, you have these people acting like adults. It's like, it's like you have Thanksgiving dinner, you're sitting at the adults' table, and you're having a logical conversation about the issues of the day, and some people might agree, and some people might disagree, but people are being honest and respectful. Meanwhile, over at the kids' table, they're throwing their mashed potatoes at each other covering each other with gravy. So that's how I'm pretty much viewing uh, these two races, these two primaries as it stands. It's crazy. (laughs) There's another meme that I just saw scrolling down my Facebook, and it's a picture of John McCain just rather shocked with eyes bugged open. And it says, the face you make when your former running mate endorses the guy that mocked you for being a POW. <coughs> That's crazy. That's a very good point. That is very good point indeed. So let's go ahead and hit the uh, news block and come back and take your calls as well. Area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. Detroit teachers calling in sick closed 88 schools Wednesday, the biggest sick out so far. They want to draw attention to the public education crisis in Detroit. With inadequate school funding, high debt, and crumbling school buildings, Detroit teachers are refusing to just pretend it's business as usual. As President Obama visited the International Auto Show in Detroit, teachers were doing informational picketing about the city's schools crisis. Detroit Federation of Teachers President Ivy Bailey says teachers decided on their own to have their sick out. She says having drawn some attention to the issue, teachers want to keep the fight to save Detroit public schools going. We want to keep it going where we have the community involved, where we have other stakeholders involved, and where the teachers can feel comfortable and secured that, you know, maybe something is really going to happen. People are going to come in, and they're going to help us to turn this thing around. Bailey says teachers want a full airing of the school crisis in public hearings. 
not only just the conditions in the school as far as facilities, but just educational issues, oversized classes, teacher shortage, curriculum, improving teacher practice, resources. The teacher sickouts were organized by a grassroots group called DPS Teachers Fight Back. Michigan Governor Rick Snyder says he will release his personal emails to provide some transparency to actions taken and not taken on Flint's water emergency. The governor and the state legislature are exempt from Michigan's Freedom of Information law, but Snyder says he made a personal decision to make his personal emails public. The UAW has called for all state documents on Flint's water emergency to be released regardless of legal exemptions. An emergency financial manager appointed by Governor Snyder decided to switch the city's water supply to the Flint River, which resulted in lead poisoning from the corrosive river water. Federal and state authorities are investigating, and lawsuits have been filed over the poisoning of the city's water. Residents have lived with it for 20 months. The Chicago Teachers Union is blasting what it says is an effort by Governor Bruce Rauner to engineer a state takeover of Chicago schools. CTU calls Rauner's actions the latest example of his bull-in-a-china shop clumsy leadership methods. The Chicago Teachers Union says the governor continues trying to hold Illinois citizens hostage with an austerity agenda. The union is critical of the way Chicago schools are run, which it says includes a proliferation of private entities siphoning off public dollars for personal gain. The union wants to see community control control of schools, higher taxes on the wealthy, money from toxic bank deals returned, and tax increment financing for the Chicago schools. Workers Independent News is made possible in part through underwriting support from the United Steelworkers and from the International Association of Painters and Allied Trades. You've been listening to WIN, Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. And welcome back to Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. You can also come into the chat room and ask your questions there if you don't want to call in. Or if you've downloaded the podcast and you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, or concerns over on the show thread at liberaldan.com. Now, we've been talking about several issues. Uh, Sarah Palin, you betcha, her endorsement of Trump, her hypocrisy, uh, which, you know, if Palin's really going to be part of this election for the long haul, I hope Trump gets the I mean, I hope Trump gets the nomination anyway, and I hope that, that she is going to be right along there with him, stumping for him, because that is going to be gold, you know, she will be the rising tide that raises all ships when it comes to podcasts, especially liberal ones. That I, I could not ask for a better better thing to happen in the in the campaign <coughs> than for a Palin to come in. Um but while I can't couldn't ask for something better, um there is something that's going on that, that I, I do Concerned, I am concerned with, uh, and that is a lot of the infighting going on between um, Hillary supporters and Bernie Sanders supporters, and you know it's it's getting to be a little difficult to take. And and there's uh, what happened, you know, Bernie Sanders. If you haven't heard, which I hope you did, because it's, it's been out there. If you're following politics and you not don't know about this, there's some issues there, I would think, but. Uh, you, you need to uh, check your check your sources and check your uh, check what you're reading because this is this is this is going to be a potentially a, a big item in the campaign. It could it could definitely be something that's going to um, it could cause Sanders to lose numbers. It could it might cause the supporters to double down on his support um, because they feel that he's being treated unfairly. Anyway, so Senator Bernie Sanders. Um, you know, Hillary Clinton was endorsed by Planned Parenthood, by NARAL, by the Human Rights Campaign. And I I wonder why they're coming out this early. I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine that a Sanders presidency would be bad for Planned Parenthood, for NARAL, for the Human Rights, the Human Rights Campaign. It, it just doesn't seem to be you know, something that would be bad for them. I think that 
maybe they feel that a Hillary Clinton candidacy is the best way to elect a Democrat, and maybe that's why they're acting. And I'm sure they do honestly support Hillary Clinton. Um, but here's you know, what, my tweet of the week. Let's, I'll, let's get into the tweet of the week kind of about this. It, it, kind of, it, it gets to the point where it sums up. You know, this is actually a stream of thought uh, by Elon James, at Elon James on Twitter. It kind of sums up his feelings on it. I'm not, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with him 100% on all the things that he says, but <clears throat> uh, he goes, I wouldn't say Sanders is like Trump, but a lot of folks are telling me that's how they hear him, and that's a big issue. A lot of Sanders supporters believe in him so much they ignore his continuous problematic language and framing of things. That's an issue. I know, but Hillary said blank. Uh, blank. Are we talking about Hillary? Hillary's been problematic AF. Uh, she's not trying to be seen as different. Uh, hashtag real talk. I believe Sanders could actually be what his supporters think he is if he and the campaign was actually open to listening. And when I say listen, I don't mean get dragged through the press and then trying to stop the bleeding. I mean actually listened. San- this is the tweet of the week. Sanders is stubborn. He can't even hear how it sounds when he says PP Act, which at PPF, which is the Planned Parenthood Twitter account, uh, is the establishment or blacks who just don't know his record yet. I believe Hillary will say whatever's necessary to win. I also don't trust her. So it isn't me thinking she's good compared to Sanders, but Sanders can't hear himself. And in all honesty, that's a problem for the dude running for the highest office in the land. But that's what these burn stands like about him. They like the unpolishedness about him, even if it insults in other spaces, even if it insults other spaces and communities. With all the people who support and love Bernie so much, I wish they would say to him, sir, Please fix how you're doing this. So, again, I, I don't agree with him 100%. Obviously, you know, I, I, you know, I think any politician would say whatever is necessary to win. I don't necessarily think that Sanders is immune to that. Uh, however, um, the general point is that Sanders is stubborn, and I think he can be. And I think on many issues, you know, especially remember way back when he was. Um, you know, people in the Black Lives Matter movement were trying to get his attention and grab onto him and say, look, you need to listen. And he basically took it as, well, if you don't want me here, I'm not going to be here. That's not what he said. That's not what they said. That's not what the woman said who was on stage interrupting you. It, they, they want you to listen. They want you to hear what they're talking about. And when he says things like that, it seems, again, again, as the tweeter of the week said, that he's stubborn and he's tone deaf. And I can't disagree with that. Now, one thing I can, uh, I think we can, um, one thing we can say is that he is, his comment about Planned Parenthood being the quote establishment, um, I think it's true. And I, I tweeted about that earlier. It's a good thing. I want Planned Parenthood uh, to be the establishment. I want Planned Parenthood to be out there, and I want the establishment to include a group that's out there fighting for women's rights, fighting for access to abortion, fighting for body autonomy, fighting uh, to, ha- <coughs> to have an organization in place that will give health care to men and women and will be helpful in communities on trying to make sure that every pregnancy is a wanted one and a planned one, and that women who do um, want to get pregnant can get the health care that they need, and that people who don't want to get pregnant can use the preventive care to stop them from being pregnant in the first place. If that's part of the establishment, I want that in the establishment. Now, that being said, what Sanders said is, you know, he kind of put it off as saying, you know, well, you know, I'm fighting the establishment. And the way it came across was him attacking Planned Parenthood for being part of the establishment and that he's fighting it. And that's part of the group that he's fighting. And that comes off as very problematic to people like myself who, you know, is supportive of Planned Parenthood, is supportive of NARAL, is supportive of the human rights campaign, and who wants to see uh, these organizations play major roles within the Democratic Party, because they obviously have no place within the Republican Party. So 
I'm not going to sit here and you know I think I, I disagree with people who would try and suggest that these aren't part of the front establishment. I think it should be encouraged. They should be encouraged that this is part of the, that that a major political party is going to include uh, such entities in the establishment. Now, um, Hillary. Now, other people are taking it even further, trying to suggest that um, Sanders was trying to compare Planned Parenthood and, and the, the Democratic establishment that he's fighting, uh, because he is fighting the general establishment and trying, you know, because Hillary Clinton is obviously the establishment candidate. She's the candidate that people want who are part of the leadership in the Democratic Party. I haven't heard any major Democratic candidate, you know, Democratic elected office holder, um, you know, who is also part of running the Democratic Party supporting somebody else. You know, standard support comes, you know, a little more grassroots. And when you're fighting um, the people who are supporting that establishment and trying to uh, make your change that way, then, you know, you're, you're going to be fighting uh, people who are obviously supporting your rival in the attempt to become part the, the Democratic nominee for president. So in that case, you know, on an election purpose, he is fighting the establishment. But again, when the way it comes across, and, and I'm not trying to say perception is reality, because I hate that term, and it's not. You know, if you have the wrong perception, uh, if somebody has the wrong perception, then sometimes it's, you know, it's a good idea to fix that perception. But apparently, he didn't come back and clarify. So this is one of the person responded back to one of these tweets. Um, Bernie refused to come back and clarify, so we have to take it that way. And I don't blame people for taking it that way because, you know, I'm a not one to tell people how to take such things. Um, B, you know, it, it comes down to the idea of listening. You, if somebody, if somebody says something that you don't agree with and you don't understand, you might not see. You might, you might not agree with the statements that are being made. <coughs> Instead of jumping down people's throat, you need to sit there and, and consider and listen. Say, look, why? Why are they thinking that? Why does it come across that way? And that's what Sanders needs to do. Sanders needs to listen. If he wants to be a major player in this process and if he wants to come out with the nomination, he needs to listen. Because he's fighting, you know, an establishment candidate who who has a lot of support within the party, who is at this point, I'm still gonna say she's likely to get the nomination. Now a lot of people thought she was likely to get the nomination in 2008, and we all know what happened. And I'm not going to say it was a bad thing that happened. I like President Obama. Uh, I'm very happy that he is our president. Um, he's made me proud many a times, but it's you know showed where a lot of people, conventional wisdom believed one thing, and Hillary just wasn't able to pull pull through in the end and get a victory. And maybe we'll should do it now. Maybe, maybe not. I currently have no say in the matter because I'm not a registered to any political party because my issue is Louisiana Democratic Party. So I, in doing that, I give up my ability to have my say in Louisiana. Not that I think that Louisiana is quote <coughs> is going to matter. By by the time you get to Louisiana, there's going to be so many other states that have voted you. You're going to have a clearer picture. It's not going to be. I don't think Louisiana is going to be a deciding factor at all. Um, so, but, so let, let's just sit back for a second and wonder, think around, why would Planned Parenthood NARAL uh, endorse Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders? And one reason I could come up with is this. Now, I have, a, I have a post that I made, a blog post that I made. Basically, it said that if Sanders were to become elected president, he would have a very, very, very hard time implementing Medicare for all, uh, implementing basically you know, ripping out the whole system as it exists, 
replacing it with a new one. Because all the work that was done for Obamacare, all the work that's been done since then, and I, it, it was a very big uphill battle to try and get that. So to me, to what when when you're Hillary Clinton looking at this, and when you're maybe a Clinton supporter, you're looking at to what two candidates want to do. You have one candidate who who accepts that President Obama climbed a big chunk of a mountain to get us to universal coverage. So we're looking at the peak, and we're a lot closer to the peak of that mountain than we were eight years ago. So Hillary says, well, let's continue up this mountain to try and get to the peak. What Sanders wants to do is say, that mountain over there is better. That mountain over there is better and I want to go climb that mountain instead. So let's pack up all of our gear, go down the mountain, start that fight to climb up the mountain again, so another mountain, and hope we get at least to where we were previously, if not more. Now, in reality speaking, you know, if you, if you try and climb that mountain, then you're really not descending this mountain, but you're you're basically undoing all the work you did to get up this far on the mountain to get to the other mountain. But there's no guarantee you'll get as high, and there's no guarantee you'll get any higher. It seems more likely. I mean, if my pessimistic self says unless you get 60 votes in the Senate and a, and a Democratic majority in the House, which is going to take massive turnout, you're not even going to be able to climb an inch up that mountain. If, even if Hillary's president, because you have to deal with the Republican Party, and they are going to say no. If you think they're the party you know with, with Hillary Clinton, with President Obama, you think they're going to be any different with Hillary Clinton? That's not. That's <laughs> you're fooling yourself. Believe me. So, so there's that. There's that issue. You have a you have a much bigger fight. Um, when it comes to Bernie Sanders and when it comes to his position on healthcare. The other problem you have is this. Let's say you get 60 Democrats. Let's say you get enough a majority in the House. That is going to likely include lots of Democrats who label themselves pro-life, where they, they caucus with the Democrats, they support the Democratic Party, and many other things, but they have to keep a pro-life voting record, or they at least have to maintain the Hyde Amendment. If you maintain the Hyde Amendment that states that no abortions can be paid for with public funds, and you move to a Medicare for All system, then the entirety, everybody who's covered under Medicaid or Medicare, everyone who's covered by that home, by that single payer plan is now going to not be able to have abortion covered, which means it's going to become harder for women, especially lower income women or middle income women now, to get abortion services. So if that's the case, then Bernie Sanders' health care plan has the potential of being worse for women than Hillary Clinton's plan. And that could very well be why President, or I'm sorry, the, the Planned Parenthood and NARAL endorsed Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders. So that's my point on the issue when it comes to that. Um, now, that being said, at the end of the day, if it's Hillary Clinton who is the nominee, I'm voting for Hillary Clinton for president. If it's Bernie Sanders who's the nominee, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders for president. Because I will not pick Trump or Cruz, nor will I endorse a third-party candidate uh, just to help the Republican Party win. Simple as that. 
Um, but what concerns me is that there's a lot of vitriol going on in the party. In there's a lot of vitriol going on, and I just hope it gets better. I hope there's not enough. I hope there's not enough bad. I hope there's not enough bad blood in the election to cause people who voted for a Democrat in the primary to stay home in the general election. Because that's that's just going to hand the election to Republicans. And again, the most important thing in this upcoming election is the Supreme Court. You have people on there getting old, and you do not want them being replaced by Donald Trump or, God forbid, Ted Cruz. It's just you don't want that happening. It's not a good idea. So, again, I urge people, have a debate amongst the issues. Just debate the issues and the candidates. Please stop doing things that are stupid. And let the cream rise to the top. Let the candidate who's going to win, win. And whoever that is, go out and vote for that person. It's your country that depends on. We'll go ahead and take the final commercial break. Uh, come back, take your calls as well. 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Band Radio. Talk to the left. That's right. representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk to the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman. To call the show, it's 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Now, before I get to the final post, somebody posted on my Facebook, my personal Facebook wall, about the idea of why a lawyer should always be present. And I had started this conversation on my personal Facebook wall because I've just started watching Making a Murderer on Netflix. And, I mean, I'm late to the party, I know. Uh, I'm late to the Netflix party, I know. I just signed up for Netflix over the weekend. You know, I had a lot of other shows that I watched, and I just never felt around getting around to it. So I'm like, look, I, there's a bunch of shows I now want to watch on Netflix. Let's just go for it. So I did. And, just, I mean, I'm aware of tactics that are used. My mom's a social worker. She's told me some tactics that police officers were used to get a, to get a, uh, a statement out of client or not a client but out of a suspect and when my mom right even before she was um, a child um, excuse me before she was um, in doing um, social work she would always tell me look if you ever talk to by the police don't say anything it doesn't matter if you're under arrest just ask to speak to your lawyer ask that you want your parents 
to be around. <clears throat> Don't give them any information. None at all. And so I'm watching the show and you're seeing um, they had a conversation, like a very long conversation with this kid who is special needs, but has special needs, who uh, is in several special education classes. They got him after a long, grueling interview to admit to doing a crime that he would later say that he didn't do. And they keep getting, they kept getting him to admit to this thing uh, and to write it down. And he would you know, write out what happened. He wrote what happened. And nothing, no murder took place in anything that he wrote down. He's like, but you're not helping me. You know you did this. You admitted to this to the police. You, in order for me to help you, you have to write down it. So in which case, you know, said, look, I don't want your help. But this is a, you know, 16-year-old kid who is not too bright in general, plus has some uh, disabilities uh, that require him to go to special ed classes. He, in my opinion, was manipulated. And there's no reason that he should have been in that room with those officers without a lawyer. And there was another case where they were basically grilling the guy, Stephen Avery, who told, you know, who was convicted of of a crime of rape and then, it turned out that he didn't do it. Um, and then it turns out that, you know, he's arrested for another crime or he's brought in on another crime thinking that he murdered this girl. And the police officer like, or the interrogator, or the person who's doing the questioning asked him, so I, I, I know this, I know this was an accident. I know this was an accident. I know you didn't do this on purpose. And it was like, was this an accident? And he goes, no. And he goes, so you did do it on purpose? It's just that's just a scumbag move. It's just you have to be a special sort of scumbag to be able to sit in a room with somebody and trying to you're thinking that the person's a criminal and that you have to ask those type of questions. Now, you know, to me, there's a big difference between you know that and you know there's a case that my mom tells me about where. They told the guy, well, she said you put your finger into her this far. And then he responded back, I only put it in this far. Well, you still put it in. So, yeah, it's stupid. That guy was stupid. But to me, just talking to the police in general, look, I respect law enforcement, the good ones. There are good law enforcement people that are out there. There are good ones who who are just trying to do their job and just trying to catch criminals. As I said before on this show, and I'll say it again, it is not your job to help them convict you. It is not your job to help the police convict you. You have constitutional rights to remain silent. Unfortunately, the Supreme Court stated that unless you're Mirandized, that you have to know that you have to actually claim the fifth, plead the fifth in order to claim your rights to remain silent. You cannot just remain silent because in that court case, that Violence was used against him in a court of law against something that's just really baffling. Anyway, for that's enough of that. You know, it's, it frustrates, frustrates me beyond all that. And then people, you know, disagree with me, saying that, that look, if you're being spoken to by the police about a crime, shut up. Don't say anything. Ask for a lawyer. It's you know just as simple as that. Now. Final topic. I talked about Ted Cruz and his being a natural-born citizen. And there were, uh, last last show, I talked about the law that and the requirements on Ted Cruz's mother that would have to be in place and that she met as long as she didn't specifically and would knowingly uh, purposely give up her U.S. citizenship while doing so. She would have had to have done a certain thing on the list of items and, and with the intent of giving up her citizenship. And if that wasn't there to give up her citizenship, she is assumed to not want to give up her citizenship. And many of those actions would not cause anybody to lose their citizenship. And as such, she, even if she was a registered voter in Canada, which apparently she didn't have the right time in Canada to be, uh, she still would remain a U.S. citizen. And as such, she would fill all of the legal requirements that is that that are, exist for her to be, um, for him to be a citizen of birth. Now, people had recently been saying that the founders would not have considered her to be, quote, natural born because of many 
you know, that, oh, they're using this, the code or whatever, and then this is how the, the law would require it back then. You know, this is the tradition that we adopted as we, you know, use our, these legal uh, formalities that would, if it existed prior to the country being in existence. And they would say that the and people are saying that the founders would not consider this type of person to be a citizen, i.e. somebody born to a citizen parent. And being born to a citizen parent would not be enough to consider that you have to be born on U.S. soil. Well, let's go to the founders, shall we? March 6, 26, 1790, an act to establish a uniform rule of naturalization. Being enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled that any alien being a free white person who shall be have resided within the limits of the jurisdiction of the United States for the term of two years may be admitted to become a citizen thereof an application to any common law court of record in any one of the states wherein he shall have resided for the term of at least one year and making proof to the satisfaction of such court that he is a person of good character and taking the oath of reformation, blah, 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 blah. This is all about naturalization, Dan. So what, let's get to the... And those children of such persons so naturalized dwelling within the United States, being under the age of 21 at the time of such naturalization, will also be considered citizens of the United States, okay? So if you're a naturalized citizen, you are a child at birth. You're a naturalized citizen, you have a child, you know, in the United States. Um, you have a child that's under 21. I'm sorry, not a born child. A child that's under 21 also gets naturalized as well as a citizen in the United States. So not only does your becoming a citizen, um, it automatically passes to your kids who are born but are under 21 who are also dwelling in the United States. One was under 21. And the children of citizens of the United States that may be or be born beyond sea or out of the limits of the United States shall be considered as natural born citizens provided that the right of citizenship shall not descend to persons whose fathers have never been a resident in the United States, provided also that no person heretofore prescribed by any state shall be admitted as citizen as aforesaid, except by the act of the legislature in a state which such person was prescribed. So, what does this mean? This means that you do not need to be a on U.S. soil, born on U.S. soil, to be considered a natural-born citizen, according to the people who wrote this. And the people who wrote this, uh, said in 1790, the House of Representatives and the Senators uh, are people who are likely founding fathers, and around at the time of the founding fathers, and they are saying that somebody shall also be considered a natural-born citizen if one is born to a children of citizens of the United States that may be born beyond sea or of, out of the limits of the United States. So somebody who was born to a citizen parent in Canada, guess what? That person's a citizen of the United States. Now, that law is not in place today. That law is, there are different laws that are in place today, but that law shows that the founders of this country back in 1790, the people that were in power back then believed that such people could be natural-born citizens. Thus, even more, even more helping to prove my point about Ted Cruz and his eligibility to be president. So let's stop trying to beat Ted Cruz on false technicalities that aren't true, and instead beat the Republicans on the issues. And please, let's stop beating each other up. Until next week. You can follow me at Liberal Band Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com, slash Liberal Band, or LiberalBand.com. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmer with Liberal Band Radio. Talk to the left. That's right.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.